Blog Talk Radio. show coming to you live from the sunny Jacksonville, Florida in Studio One. I want to thank everyone for their continuous support from week to week. Um, as always, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. In the studio, I have with me uh, Miss Lacey Wiggum, the journalist, blogger, and I look out for her website coming to you soon, and she is over the Wiggum Report. So, uh, Miss Wiggum, welcome on board. How are you today? I am great. Thank you, Robert, for having me. Oh, thank you for for coming on. And, uh, of course, tonight's topic is about gun control and violence. You guys have seen the news. It's all over the TV. It's affecting um, everyone's lives one way or another. Uh, Gun violence from the hood to the suburban area. It's affecting everybody. Um, we know, we've all know someone. I think this has, has been shot. I, I would say. Is, am I wrong? You know, you know somebody has been shot, uh, Miss Wiggum. Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> well, you, we but, you know, it's quote unquote gunshot state. <laughs> right. So, oh. but before we get started, I want to uh, bring some very interesting facts, and these facts come from uh, DoSomething.org, and I just wanted to read a few to give the audience an idea of what we're dealing with in America and how serious this one issue is. Um, Number one, it says that in America, there are approximately 270 million firearms possessed by civilians and only 897,000 carried by police officers. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. (laughs) Is that a is that a is that a bad thing you think? I think so. I mean, that means they do not care about consequences of their actions if they're not afraid of the law. I well, mean, I mean, if you're not afraid of a police officer. I'm going well, sorry. I, I look I look at it. No, no, you do it. That was that was fine. It was just, you know, that that number, I mean, that's a big uh slanted uh, view as far as the 270 million versus the 897,000 carried by uh, police officers. And also, approximately 20% of gun owners own 65% of guns, basically all guns. Now, mm-hmm. on this issue, I am quite conservative. I don't believe we need a whole lot more of gun control. I really believe that it's a mental issue, and I believe that when you create laws that restrict civilians from having guns and this type of guns and things like that, I think in a way you enhance the criminals because, let's face it, if you don't obey the law, 
if the law doesn't matter to you, like who who cares if uh, legislation passes a law and says, okay, you can now only have a magazine of five bullets in your gun, meaning that you only have five shots per person. The only ones that are going to obey those laws are law-abiding citizens. And how many of those do we have? You know, so when it comes to gun control and violence, I don't think that being super, super extreme with the gun control is where the focus should be. Now, I have uh, millions of people probably that would disagree with me, tons of people that, that would disagree with me. I mean, um, I, that, I, but I just want to disagree with you. So, I mean, I but, really that's just, good. <laughs> well, I mean, I really think that um, you know, if their gun laws are stricter, I'm not saying it's going to stop the violence. This it's not going to wipe the bad guys off the street. However, it does look like someone is trying to do something. You know what I mean? It makes it makes it seem as if someone cares. And that, you know, someone who is a law-abiding citizen may carry less or may may think twice about what they're going to do before they do it. Um, I mean, it's, I guess it's hard for maybe us to talk on this subject, it, it, you know, whether it's appropriate, inappropriate. I, if you talk to a mother whose child has been, you know, uh, Killed by a gun, whether it was from playing with a playing with a gun with a friend that they found in their friend's dad's closet, or you know, from them just sitting in class and someone coming through and spraying the place, um, they probably would say stricter gun laws is what they want. But 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 let's be honest. Let's talk about the shootings. Um, okay. The shooting was it last week or the week before when the guy shot at the school? Let's talk about. Okay the shooting in the theater, clearly these people had mental instabilities. So, and, and, and also, before I go further, I want to point out that this last shooting that we had, I don't know why the news isn't covering it, but he didn't kill everybody with a gun. He killed some of those people with a machete, but nobody's talking about that. <laughs> They're just talking about the gun. And I feel that this could very much well be a political issue. When it comes to um, the groups, the organizations that want to have more stricter gun laws, you know, you know, we take the guns, take the guns. Well, you're taking the guns from the from the law-abiding citizens. You're not taking guns from criminals. Criminals do not abide by the law. Let's let's let's, now that let's, is let's true. Let's I mean, they'll buy a gun so, off the street. <laughs> right. Right. Now, now, should we control the flow of guns? Should we try to figure out why it's in the street and things, things like that? Yeah. But then there's other points you can point out. Um, in the black community, there are shootings all the time. I mean, all the time. You don't really hear about gun control until it's a shooting in a suburban area. Now, I know that's off the deep edge, but let's be honest. You know, I have cousins that have lost their lives to guns, friends that have lost their lives to guns, and uh, you know, after they're buried, they have a little ceremonial, and, and, and that's it. You know, so my thing is, I, I believe life less valuable. Though I, I don't think it's, I don't really think it's that that forethought that anybody's life is less valuable. Um, it's just sometimes if you live in the hood, that's normalcy. You know, <laughs> right. I've had it's, it's a part of the territory. You live in the hood, and you hear a gunshot, and you're sitting over there at a cookout, and you're like, oh my god, I'm, I'm running for cover. But they're sitting there still, you know, just getting ready, 
<laughs> you know. So it's just kind of like it, sometimes in certain areas it is normalcy for them, and it shouldn't be that way. But when it happens in well, a suburban area, it is plastered mm-hmm. everywhere on the news. Right, and, and and I think it, you know, is is with reason. And I live in the suburbs now, but I was sitting down talking to a friend the other day, and and we were talking and how because he mentioned the point where you know I don't care what goes on in the hood, like that's why I got me and my kids, and we moved out here. Here's the problem: when you don't focus on violence in the social side of it it begins to spill over into the suburbs. I mean, that's just my opinion. You can't ignore what's going on in the urban community or the urban area and not pay attention to that and don't think it's going to spill over into the suburbs because as we see, it's happening. It's happening uh, at a rampant rampant stage, and now they're trying to do something about it. But that something about it is definitely not more gun control, in my opinion. I feel that this is a mental issue. As Americans, we have a stigma on mental health. We, you know, when you start talking mental health, people kind of hide from that because nobody wants to be called crazy. Nobody wants to feel weird and things like that. So we focus on the physical aspects of it. We'll go get a checkup. We'll get, you know, blood checked. But there's a lot of people here with, with mental issues those are the people are doing all of these shootings and things like that. Now, I think that there should be something in place with the psychologists. For instance, with this last shooting, there were still were red flags. The police officers dropped the ball on that. The parents said, hey, something's wrong with our son. You guys need to go get him. The psychologists and the psychiatrists, they knew something was wrong. My thing is people like that should not be able to register for a gun. But it's a sticky situation because some people will say, well, I don't want to go to a psychologist, and then they tell me I can't have a gun and prevent me from a gun. So you have a it's, – it's a, it's a real serious issue. Uh, if you guys want to call in and discuss this issue with us, Robert Simmons and Ms. Wiggum, please call us at area code 646-595-2490. Again, the phone number is area code 646-595-2490. And I'm going to get back to some statistics um, that I was reading, and this is a very, very, very interesting one to me right here. It said, trigger locks make a firearm more difficult to discharge and act as a safety precaution in carrying and owning guns. However, however, only nine states have a trigger lock laws that enforce this precautionary measure. Now, that, that right there really kind of blew me away because we're, we have 50 states, and only nine require that you have um, – a gun safety, which kind of blew my mind. That was New York, New Jersey, California, I, um, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and I believe uh, Michigan. So, you know, I don't know. Florida is the gun, gun, shine, gun shine state, and we <laughs> have <laughs> a lot of crazy laws. For instance, you know, the stand your ground comes into play. And I know someone tonight is going to call in with that as far as the stand your ground. And remember, the show is about gun control and violence. So let's not just talk about gun control. Let's also talk about the violence aspect, which, you know, this really has been affecting us. Have you seen how rampant this stuff has been in the news 
it is it is it is it is beyond. I mean, I hear more people talking about going and getting guns now <laughs> that this stuff is going on than than staying away because we're at a point you don't know if you're safe when you go certain places. My thing is, like in the movie theater, had it been more people with guns, do you think more lives would have been saved? Just just a question. It, it could have been. Um, I know that I, I forget what it is actually called, but when something happens, sometimes people are shocked, especially if they weren't expecting it. I forgot what the terminology was, but, um, you know, they use this example of someone getting beat in the street and people were just standing by watching because they were in total shock and couldn't move. So I don't know. If, if, even if somebody had a loaded gun in the movie theater, they might have been in total shock because they were in the middle of relaxing and enjoying family time or uh, date night with their significant other, and just somebody comes in the exit door and just starts spraying the place. I mean, you may, and then you don't know exactly where it's coming from. Because um, I remember the report saying that people couldn't really determine what direction everything was coming from because it all happened so fast. And your natural instinct is to save yourself or to save the person you care about who may be sitting next to you. Um, so I don't know. Even if somebody was sitting there packing, I don't know if that they would have pulled it out. Okay. Well, just this to feel of what you said here from the same report I'm reading, it says, um, since 1950, every public mass shooting, with the exception just one in the United States, has occurred at a place where civilians are banned from carrying firearms. So that goes back to what we just said. You know, we're talking every shooting since 1950, except one, with the exception of one. So to me, um, they said documentation beats conversation, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at the documentation, there's, there's something, um, there's an off balance between uh, people that can carry firearms and these mass shootings. You know, you're not allowed to carry guns in a theater. And all of these mass shootings are happening to unarmed civilians. So my question is, why have more gun control? I'm just playing devil's advocate tonight to just open some dialogue because you kind of, you see everybody jumping on, we need more gun control, we need more gun control, we need, we need, we need, we need, we need, we need. But what we're not realizing is a lot of these guys, they're doing their crimes with things like 12-gauge shotguns, some, a gun you can buy from Walmart. So if he killed some people with a machete, then he took a shotgun and shot maybe a couple of others or something like that, why are you trying to ban, let's say, for instance, um, AR-15? And AR-15 was never done in any of these crimes, any of the mass shootings. <laughs> so it's but just really, really, really... That? <laughs> well, 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 well. Granted, granted. I think there should be some restrictions. I'm not saying we should all walk around uh, in the wild west. Everybody's not Roy Rogers, you know, gunslinging <laughs> here and there. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that there should be some policies in place. You know, you shouldn't have a right exactly. to go get a tank if you want to drive downtown. Exactly. You know? I mean, I was in college, and a guy got kicked out. Of, I was a freshman in college. I'll never forget this. And they did a code red on campus. And a guy from New York um, brought a MAC-10 to Atlanta, Georgia, and had it up under his bed. 
and, you know, they have the people who do the checks to your room just to make sure you don't have – when you're a freshman, you get the crappy dorms. <laughs> and so you can't <laughs> right. have certain things. So we couldn't have a mini refrigerator. Yeah, and we couldn't have, like, little crock pots and stuff in our room. So they were checking for that. And they looked under the bed and had a surprise that he had a MAC-10 at the age of 18 on a college campus. So it was just kind of, it was like, wow, what was he planning to do? Like, why was that there? Was he going to get mad with his roommate? Or was he going to get mad with the guy down the hall, you know, and just spray him, you know, go in his room and just spray everybody? So, I mean, certain things should not, it shouldn't be available. I mean, I understand the right to bear arms, but not all arms should be bared. <laughs> that's, that's just my thought. Well, I mean, well, you shouldn't have, I, you shouldn't I, have I, stuff like that. You know, we, our founding fathers fought for a right for us to have um, guns. And I think that they're trying, not everyone, but there's a group of people trying to unarm citizens. And, you know, I read somewhere, I remember where I sent uh, this article at, and they said every time a country has begun to unarm their, their um, citizens, they, they started going towards a um, kind of like a police state. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, um, we own more guns than the police do. Well, there are more of us than the police. <laughs> <laughs> but I am proud and happy to say that there are more law-abiding citizens than criminals in America. I don't want to just dog America. This is the best country in the world, in my opinion, and I believe that we have great, great people here in this country. And I believe Americans, you know, we are better off than what we really think. And I think that this gun control issue could be uh, going in the wrong direction because most of these people are getting uh, killed in things by guns, even in the urban community. They're being killed by things like 22, uh, 9-millimeters, 45s, you know, and some people listen to the show, they're like, what is that? <laughs> you know, these are, these are just small semi-automatic guns. And we say semi-automatic, it means you could just keep pull the trigger continuously and shoot. It's not just, you know. It's not like that. So in the mind, you watch the media, and they get people kind of scared and say, well, you know what? Uh, we have to ban these big guns because of that shooting that happened at not uh, at, at 7-Eleven, even though he shot someone with a 22 and he had just broken out of a Minsto Institute. We need more gun control. And it's like, wait a minute. That, that, that doesn't have anything to do with which is went on. So... We're going to take a break. We're going to go to commercial break, people. And when we come back, we're going to take phone calls. The number, area code is 646-595-2490. Again, it is 646-595-2490. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm Robin. And I'm Chris. We're the brothers behind Firehouse Subs. Back when we were firemen, when it came to food, we said it better be something good and a lot of it. That's what you get at Firehouse Subs. Take our hook and ladder sub. Smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and Monterey Jack cheese, all steam heated and piled high on a toasted sub roll. Our way beats their way. If you don't agree, it's free. You're going to cover that, right? My money's on the sub. Love the confidence. Firehouse Subs, founded by firemen. 
Hey, what's up? It's Catalina from the 97.9 KISS FM afternoon show for Laserloft. Obviously, this is where you got to go in Jacksonville to get a tattoo lasered off. So, ex-boyfriend's name, ugly flower, this is where you go. Plus, I saw this amazing treatment last week. I watched this woman's under eyes go from dark and puffy to tightened and lightened up in 10 minutes. It was so cool to see it work. And you can get it done for free. All you got to do is stop by Laserloft, 4372 Southside Boulevard, or give them a call, 642-7774. Medical Director, Dr. Roberto Garcia. When an accident tears your world apart, I want you to know we're in this together and we're here to help. Call Farah and Farah, 396-5555. Okay, and we are back. And if you're just tuning in, the topic tonight is gun control and violence. In the studio tonight I have with me Ms. Lacey Wiggum from the Wiggum Report. Welcome back, Ms. Wiggum. Thank you again for having me. It's a joy. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. So we're going into our uh, second segment where we're going to take some phone calls. So I'm going to go to our very first phone call. And you are on the air with Real Talk of Robert Simmons Show. What's your name and where are you from? Hi, Rob. This is Noel. Hey, Noel. Noel. And I'm calling from right here in Jacksonville, Florida. All right. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Now, you know, Robert, uh, guns built this country, and to take it away would be a shame. I feel we don't educate our kids, our youth, uh, on guns. We, well, as I'm talking us in the urban community, that is, we don't educate our kids, our youth, on guns enough, and we hear our, pres- our ex-president, George uh, Bush, uh, past president, excuse me, we hear him say how at the age of 12 years old he was on the, uh, out to the gun range with his father or in the forest shooting and hunting. And us in the urban community, we have mothers say, no, your dad was a murderer. I won't even let you play with a toy gun. And George Bush, in return, was president while many of our youth went to jail. So, Robert, I feel we should all get a gun and... We can all, you know, <laughs> but it's a good use, Robert. I don't feel we should take well, the guns. Well, guns well I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about the, the, the good use per se, but I, very interesting point, very interesting. Um, now, if you want to talk about that far as far in the urban community standpoint, yes, we do have more shootings in the urban community. Yeah, we do. Has this, yeah. has this something to do with the fact that, yeah, we're not using guns? Well, first of all, in the urban community, uh, a lot of the fathers and things are not in the home, for one. So I don't really think there's a whole lot of guys showing their kids how to shoot and use guns. They're and, not, um, Robert. They're not. And, and They're I don't not. know. Are you, you wouldn't happen to be from the NRA. <laughs> no. Oh, no, Robert. Oh, no. No, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because so, like nice. NRA is a, is a very it's a great it's a great organization. I have nothing against it. I do believe in gun safety, and I believe in gun education. And yes, I think that at a younger age we should um, put this uh, into our kids to understand because it is a right. We do have a right to bear arms. We we, we, we have, have right. we have the right. So, I feel we so all so. should pick a date, go out, and buy guns. I'd like a rifle myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a rifle. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't think everybody should have guns. Well, let's, let's just be honest. I think that if you have a mental issue, you, you should have a gun. 
Like let's let's be let's be honest. Um, crazy people would love to have guns, and and no offense, I don't even want to say it like that because we're like, oh my gosh, Robert, no, not crazy people. But if you're mentally disturbed, you should not have a gun, a knife, uh, ice pick, anything. If you're unstable you and you're violent. You're, when you get a social security number, you're allotted one gun. This is a law I will pass. You're allotted one gun. Once you put it to bad use, you're put in the slammer. I think that'll work. Everyone allotted <laughs> one gun. Don't you well, think that'll uh, work? Or do maybe? Well, maybe I'm crazy. But that's my well, stand on it, Robert. I, 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 still, I still think at the end of the day it's, um, it's a social and mental issue. And, and one thing mm-hmm. that you hear a lot of people say, guns don't kill people. People kill people with guns. You know, uh, and people guns kill just people laying with knives, there. Robert. I, and, 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 and you're right. You're absolutely right. That's why I said it should not be in the hands of someone with uh, mental issues. If you have a mental ah. uh, issue going on and you're violent, you really don't need to be near anything, any weapon. At all. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more, Robert. <laughs> all right. And well, I, thank and you I very, want to say very... it's a pleasure. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm going to be tuning into your show from now on. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Well, it's, it sounds like I have the uh, NRA support. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am pro-gun, I'm sure. Uh, there are definitely people uh against it and um i i totally i totally understand but people you have to remember it's in our constitution we have a right to bear arms so we i wouldn't say taking away guns completely is going to solve the problem but you do have to monitor it maybe one gun allotted per person per social security number <laughs> might be the answer i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's be honest. I mean, that's that's a little extreme. <laughs> I don't think a lot of. First of all, Big Brother government is already getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And to be born and and automatically with your social security number have a gun to that, I don't know. Like we're monitoring that. I don't. I don't know. Could we move in that direction? We very well could. I mean, because also there's a lot of things happening in this country that a lot of people never would have expected to happen before. And it's definitely going on here in this country. So we can't, we, we, we can't knock that. But um, we're going to continue to uh, go to the phone calls. Okay. Caller, you're on the air with Robert Simmons. How you doing? Hey, Robert, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. This is Mark McCullough out of Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Listen, one of the, one of the major things, you touched on this um, moments ago about gun safety and gun education. That's what we're lacking, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, one of the, every year, one of the biggest weapons and, and something that caused the most fatalities in America are vehicles. And every year, mm-hmm. you have to renew driver's license, you renew your registration or tag on your car. So why isn't, why isn't it that we or those who own guns shouldn't have to register their guns every year so that they can be tracked, so that we know where those guns are? Because most people go to these gun shows 
where you don't have to wait the three-day buying period or people selling guns illegally, uh, those guns right. end up in the wrong hands. So, you know, I well, think that there should there should be a tracking system where every year, um, you know, your gun should be registered like your vehicle. You you bring up a very, very, very valid point, and that, that could very well work. The only problem with that, um, I think, would fall under some people who uh, would own a lot of guns, but then I guess it would fall under, like, the same category that a car lot would fall under. Okay, well, if you own 20 guns, then you're a, you should be considered a dealer, <laughs> you know. So it's, 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 a, it's a very valid point. I never even thought of it like that, and I'm surprised that there isn't a system in place because once you register for a gun, you're, you're, you're registered. You don't have to continue to go back. That's a very, very good idea that I believe the, the state legislation should, uh, should, 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 should do. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that, 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 it's, it's, it's a great idea. Absolutely, because here's the thing. If I own 20 guns, um, and I go to the store and I buy 20 guns today, and then tomorrow I sell them to kids, who's tracking, who knows where my guns went? You know, but if we have to register those guns every year, we're proving to the law enforcement that I'm responsible, my 20 guns are here with me, and uh, they're mm-hmm. not in the hands of children. Wow, that 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 may be something we need to call our uh, Congress people and uh, get that bill. <laughs> that that's that's actually a really great idea. Mark. I really yeah, I really like that idea. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't I didn't think of it like that. Uh, maybe because I think a lot, but you know, I could I could see us uh, implementing something like that. So I think I think it would start on the state level first. Um, so that. Well, us being in Florida, that would definitely be uh, us writing our uh, state representatives and things like that, and and hit it in that direction. And we definitely need it here by the when we have the name, the nickname, the Gun Shine State. There needs to be some accountability for all of these guns uh, running around here in Jacksonville or Florida, period, and things like that in America. But I do believe something like that would fall on a state by state basis because the federal government. Um, Based on some administrations, they just want to take all the guns away. But you have a very valid point. Thank you, Mark, so much for that call. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some more um, statistics from right. the website that we were talking about, as far as uh, gun control, because you know, as I'm as I'm reading, I'm just saying, you know, it's just wow, it's 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 blowing my mind. Um. This statistic here, which would be uh, number six, buyers that purchase firearms through private sales, what he was just talking about, in the U.S. don't have to pass background checks for obtaining possession of of the weapon. This includes sales to criminals, felons, uh, and people with a history of of, of severe mental illness. Now, that is definitely something we may need to look at. Um, Should these gun shows be regulated more? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if I'm a convicted felon and um, I have I have a history of committing crimes with a gun or guns, I don't think I should be able to go to a gun show and not have to take a background check and just walk out with the gun. And like you said, Mark brought up a very, very, very valid point. Uh, he probably brought up the best point all night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still thinking to, about it. Cause it, it, it makes right, right, right. 
I started to end the show just to think about that for a minute. So you know what? That, that, that's something that we can actually put into motion. And um, it, it, could, it could definitely work. It could definitely work. You, you register your guns the same way that you register a car. I think that is very, very, very possible. So we're going to go back to the phone lines. Okay, you're on the air with Robert Simmons. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm doing good. Yes, this is me, Mark, from Jacksonville. Okay, and how are you? I'm doing great. And I was just listening to the previous caller about mm-hmm. everybody should just go out and purchase a gun. Now, I really don't think that's a smart idea. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea because you have people that have anger problems, serious anger issues. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's walking around with a gun, and someone just left the beauty parlor, and someone does something crazy to their hairdo, pow, you done got shot. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's dumb and stupid as it may sound. People are like off that? the chain nowadays, off the <laughs> chain. So for everyone to walk around loaded, I, I don't think that's a very good idea. I don't think that's a smart idea at all. You know, and I'm like, I really don't like guns at all because I had experience with my oldest son at two years old. He went and he got my husband's gun from, like, up under the bed. And my two-year-old was walking in the room with a loaded gun in his hand. And ever since that day, I was thrown with firearms. Because it's, it's, it's very, very dangerous. You have people that's careless, you know, with that kind of stuff around children. And they can put children, you know, at danger. So I am not down with all of this uh, shooting, bang, bang. I, I think we need a little bit more prayer in Jacksonville and turn it back to the sunshine state. Well, that, that, that could work. And just to talk about the, I believe it was the first caller. Um, he he could have very well been called from a mental institute himself. I don't know. <laughs> he had some very unique policies. <laughs> yes, I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? What's going on in his head? You know, for everyone to walk around with a gun, then we won't need the police officer, or then maybe we will need more police officers. Who's to say? It's crazy, absurd. <laughs> but you have a nice day, Mr. Simmons. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Now, I mean. And and while he did come off a little, you know, extreme and maybe uh, a little loose there, technically, according to the Second Amendment, if you have not been arrested, um, you do have a right to carry a gun. So if everybody went out and bought guns tomorrow, it's not against the law, you know. Um, do I recommend that? No, because uh, there are a lot of people with mental issues. But and for know, everybody to be walking given, around with guns. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, given her point that she just made, I mean, even if you don't have a mental issue, can you imagine yourself just being you? You could get so angry with someone, and it could escalate to a point where you reach for your gun probably to, you know, scare the crap out of the other person or whatnot, and it escalates to another situation. So even if you, I mean, miss issue or not, if you're walking around with a loaded gun all day, you know, 
it's a possibility that somebody might get hurt if they say the wrong thing. So, I mean, well, I don't think you have right. a mission you're right. issue to get mad at. <laughs> no, no, no. You, and, and, and to put together, I think we should put a bill with how Mark said earlier with the tracking. And a part of that should be you take anger management courses. Now, I feel personally, and not to get off topic, that we all need to take anger management courses. Just from just me driving over to the studio, you know, people are flicking birds, blowing horns. So, yes, there, there's a rage problem in America that we all can agree to. There's a, there's a serious anger issue across the board in general. So maybe this anger issue should be a curriculum in high school and college levels so that when we go out into the real world, everybody is just not popping off or, like they say, turning up. On everybody, <laughs> so well, you know, yeah, that's the culture now too. When you have well, that's the culture now too. When you have um, videos that you know exploit people being angry and and duking it out, you know, and then think about the person who may have lost the fight in the video on the on the internet. They might want to come back and and show you up with something more powerful which could be a weapon so i mean <laughs> yeah i mean i know i'm going there i'm going i'm going to a whole nother level but i'm just saying in general no it, i mean it's, it's a very valid the point. culture of you know, the environment that we live in now is to be angry or to turn up or to pop off because you don't want to come up as being a punk wow so we have a problem <laughs> clearly in america <laughs> we do in we america do. We we have a problem. It appears to me on different fronts. It depends to be uh, we we have uh, a lot of mental issues. People with uh, mental issues um, that have these guys, you know. But I I have I will say this: people that take the time out to register their guns and they are actually law abiding law abiding citizens. Most of them, most of them, I think that if they knew that they had serious anger issues, they would uh, not buy a gun. But I could be wrong. I could be um, absolutely wrong. But we're going to take a break, uh, one more commercial break. Remember, the number is 646-595-2490. Again, the number is 646-595-2490. We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's up? It's Catalina from the 97.9 KISS FM afternoon show for Laser Loft. Obviously, this is where you got to go in Jacksonville to get a tattoo lasered off. So ex-boyfriend's name, ugly flower, this is where you go. Plus, I saw this amazing treatment last week. I watched this woman's under eyes go from dark and puffy to tightened and lightened up in 10 minutes. It was so cool to see it work. And you can get it done for free. All you got to do is stop by Laser Loft, 4372 Southside Boulevard, or give them a call, 642-7774. Medical Director, Dr. Roberto Garcia. When an accident tears your world apart, I want you to know we're in this together and we're here to help. Call Farrah and Farrah, 396-5555. I'm Robin. And I'm Chris. We're the brothers behind Firehouse Subs. Back when we were firemen, when it came to food, we said it better be something good and and a lot lot of it. That's what you get at Firehouse Subs. Take our hook and ladder sub. Smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and Monterey Jack cheese, all steam heated and piled high on a toasted sub roll. Our way beats their way. If you don't agree, it's free. You're going to cover that, right? My money's on the sub. Love the confidence. Firehouse Subs, founded by firemen. 
Welcome back. We are talking gun control. Developers, 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 developers. Sorry, uh, engineer. I don't know what he hit in there. (laughs) 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 But it was supposed to be the gunshot effect. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Gun violence and gun control in America. That's what we're talking tonight. The number is to call in, 646-595-2490. Again, the number is 646-595-2490. And in the studio I have with me, Ms. Wigger from the Wigger Report. Welcome back for our last segment of this show. Wow. It's been a, it's been a good show uh, so far. I hope uh, nobody hates me after this and try to come after me with their good. But um, keep in mind, I am support. Of, I am in support of the Second Amendment. I believe that we have a right to bear arms. However, I feel like there should be a system in place in the medical field that, if your psychiatrist or your psychologist deem it necessary that you should not own a gun, there should be some uh, conjunction with that in association with one of our callers says, a better tracking system and mm-hmm. anger management. So, But, you know, let's say, um, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, you know, even if a psychologist deems someone to be unfit to have a gun, they could still live with somebody who has a gun. Um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the, gentleman who did the Sandy Hook, that was his his mom's gun or, or someone yeah, who lived right, with his gun out of the house. So, I mean, right. maybe they can't be in a, couldn't live in a place where guns, I mean, because that's the only other way to control that too. Yeah, now, we do have to take uh, accountability, accountability in the home. I don't think there's a 100% proof way of stopping complete gun violence um, without taking the Second Amendment. Um, that's the only way to end it 100%. But that can't happen or it should not happen because that's in our Constitution is what the Founding Fathers set up for us to have. Now, <clears throat> that being said, there may need to be more legislations and laws put in place that if someone commits a crime with your gun, you know, you have to share some of that responsibility. Now, I don't know how long these guns were missing from uh, the the Sandy Hook case, his mom. And keep in mind, let's keep in mind, this guy was suffering from mental illness as well. And um, his his mom was a school teacher, if I'm remembering that correctly. So, no. Is it possible? I don't think she was. No, she wasn't? He killed her. (laughs) Well, wow. (laughs) Yeah, he killed her with a gun. And I'm assuming that he knew where this gun was, he had access to this gun, and he just went and did his thing. And I think it was, up, it was her responsibility to make sure that it, it should have been locked up in safekeeping. Now, you do have other cases where you have gun crimes, but these guns were missing from the owners for days or weeks. You know, if you own a gun and you, you don't recognize that it's missing, you should be held at some responsibility for that. That should be that should come with the responsibility of owning a gun. If you can't handle yeah. everything we just said, or is the, the legislation for it being tracked, the anger management class. We already have a um, registration class that you have to do anyway. In conjunction with that, 
if you if this is all too much for you, and I don't think it's a lot, then, you know, you, you you probably don't need a gun. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> that, I, that, I, 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 I mean, I really, oh. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, I really don't, I really don't, if, you know, if you can't handle that, then, hey, you know, can't keep your pocket knife and, and call it a day. <laughs> pocket knife. Be a smooth criminal if uh, gun control <laughs> is just way too much for you. And just to feed off uh, what you guys said, that uh, number four here is close to 33,000 Americans were victims of gun-related deaths in 2011. Now, I'm sure we're in 2014. That number has gone up, and it has, it has changed. And in 2011, about 10 in every 100,000 people in the U.S. were victims of gun-related deaths. So, yeah, we, 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 we do have a problem. And I think it's forums like this where we get together and we discuss and we open dialogue. Our politicians and things, believe me, they listen to forums like this. They hear us talking, and we band together. And I think we put the right people into office, I repeat, I'm going to have to do a show on on voting, I guess, because that's a whole other issue within itself. We complain about the problem. We need to get out here and do something about it. I think right. with that being said and us coming together and doing that, I think a lot can be done in regards to gun violence, in regards to violence, because, once again, it's not really a gun issue. It's a social issue. It's a mental issue. It's our issue. That sounds right. like a slogan. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> it is our issue. It is. We do need to to attack it head on. I mean, like you said, if you can't handle being regulated with a gun, then maybe you don't need one. Maybe you have ill intentions if you can't handle being regulated with a gun. I mean, if you drive a car, you have to have car insurance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Simple things, but you yeah. have to have you have to follow steps to make sure you maintain these rights. So if you want to maintain the right to bear arms, then you shouldn't have a problem with going through an anger management class or, as Mark said, the caller, the second caller that called in to re-register your gun every year. This should not be a problem for you. You re-register your car. You maintain car insurance on your car. You should not have an issue with doing these things. If you want to carry guns and say that you're a gun-toting American and you're exercising your right to bear arms, well, and everybody else think, has a right to live. And just Wouldn't the D.C. politicians love another way to tax Americans? But <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have gun insurance. You have to register every year, maybe at the DMV. I'm sure that would be some type of tax. So, yeah, they should jump on board with this. Because, right, well, you I know, mean, when you bring I mean, You the, might not want to use the word insurance. But I mean We could It's so out of control I can totally see Companies start to Offer insurance for guns In case Of You know An an incidental death or something like that It's not that far-fetched I know it sounds crazy tonight But it's not that far-fetched to say Okay, hey, I'm Geico and we insure guns now. You know, if someone commits a crime with your gun, make sure you have insurance. 
so that you can fight off your legal such and such and such and such and such and such and such. And if it's registered with an insurance company, I mean, it can go on and on and on and on and on and become bigger and bigger. So, I mean, people would just be like, no, I don't want to anyway. You might anyway. want to pitch that idea. You might want to pitch that idea. I mean, a lot of health insurance companies are losing a little business, so they might want to jump on that. <laughs> going to gun insurance. <laughs> right. Hey, you might want to pitch that. You might want to market that. Shop that around. But I, I, I'm not sure I agree with that, though. I mean, I, I feel that we're being taxed too much, and to have a gun tax, you know, it, it, would, it, it will deter, once again, law-abiding citizens, but it's the non-law-abiding citizens that we're having a problem with. Right. And I'm not the, saying the, a, a tax, per se. I, you know, I'm just I'm making reference to the fact that there are certain steps you have to take to maintain being able to drive back and forth to work or drive to the mall on Saturday. You have to make sure you your car is registered. You have to make sure that you are an insured driver or else you're going to get pulled over. So to take the extra step to take a, a mental evaluation class or anger management class should not be something far-fetched because for something you do every day, you know, it shouldn't be – uh, something far fetched to do something like that. You, I mean, you have traffic classes online mm-hmm. that you can satisfy. So I'm just saying, there are things that you can do to maintain your right to bear arms. Now you brought up an interesting fact before the show start started about um, the NRA that you read. Share with the audience what you explained to me because I found that very very intriguing, and I had not, I did not know that until tonight. Yeah, I'm not a gun owner, so um, so I, this was very much a surprise to me. So some gun owners who are listening probably already knew this. But if you have a permit to carry a gun in the state of Florida, uh, we have reciprocity in other states where you do not have to get another permit for that particular state. Um, these, state these states that I'm about to list, recognize Florida permits, and it's Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, of course, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Wow. And we, in return, recognize those same permits. So you get a – well, yeah, we we definitely have to come with a better system than that. So you get a gun here in Florida. You can carry a gun in – how many states were was that? I I didn't keep counting. Oh, I got to count that. I didn't count. (laughs) Wow. And, And don't feel bad. I didn't know that either. And I am certain a lot of our listeners have no idea of that either. Uh, that's a, it's a very very powerful. That's fact. thirty-four states. Thirty thirty-four states. Wow. And we in that's return recognize those same thirty-four. So those same thirty-four, if they come to Florida, we in return, then Florida recognize those permits. So you know, I wonder, would they allow? Well, yes, they will. We just read it. They will allow the sales between um, states and guns and things like that with no background check, no nothing. So, yeah, in, in that aspect, I guess we do need to do a better job in controlling um, the way guns are sold. 
But I am totally against banning more guns. I'm, I'm against banning semi-automatic weapons. I'm against... I'm fine with uh, certain automatic weapons not being on that on that list because, you know, at, each year after each administration, they want to ban more and more and more guns. And it's really simply not a need for that at all. But we heard some very, very, very good points tonight. Um, I'm still thinking about the point that Mark brought up, which <laughs> was very, very legit. And I think that you guys should think about that too. And get get involved with your local leaders um, on, the, on the local level, on the national level. Stay tuned, stay plugged in, because these issues, you never know when an issue like this is going to affect you. You know, I had a friend back when, uh, yeah, I remember when it was Little little Champs, had Little Champs all over the place. And uh, I said, man, you know, I said, you might want to get your gun. I said, it's a rough neighborhood and you're a, a gas clerk, you know. And two days later, he got robbed. I kind of felt bad because I felt like I kind of spoke it into existence. But, you know, that goes to show you that's another way that, hey, the Second Amendment was meant for us to be protected, to protect ourselves. And you have a right to have a gun to protect yourself. Now, we can go into another topic one day with the stand your ground rule because that's a whole other, you know, that's a whole show within itself. And I'll make yeah. sure I would have experts um, to talk to us about that on that issue. But across the board, we should have a right to have guns. I think we, you know, there's a few things that need to be tweaked, but it's way too much. I think a lot of politicians are using every little crime that happens to control guns more and more. And I don't think that's right in that aspect. Because and it's the not all politicians have a heart for it either. They're just doing it for votes. So let's be clear on that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're very right. You're very right. Very, very, very valid point. Well, guys, this was a great, 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 great show. Um, wow, I'm still thinking about what Mark said. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I was hey, Mark, just Mark, if you're if you're still listening, maybe you should. Yeah, maybe you should run for a, a congressional seat and push that on the state level and then run for a Senate or a U.S. congressional seat, and we could uh, push that issue because it's a, it's a very, very uh, valid, valid issue. So I'm sure everybody on the show heard that tonight. And I want to thank you guys for um, continuing to, to listen in every week. It's, it's, it's been an awesome, it's been a ride for me. It hasn't been easy every night, but you know what? I had to show up for you guys. <laughs> and it is awesome. I love what I do, and uh, I'm glad that you guys love listening, and I hope that you continue to tune in and listen. Remember, go check me out. Go visit www.realtalkrobert.com. Also, follow me on Twitter at RealTalkRobert. Instagram is also at RealTalkRobert. And Ms. Wiggum, uh, you can give them your information, too. And uh, well, do you have a Twitter and all that good stuff? No, I don't have a Twitter account. I know I'm probably the last one of the last people who do not have a Twitter. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of celebrities without Twitter accounts. Like, no, I don't. I don't do Twitter. I'm, you know, I'm I, a picture person. I'm more of a picture person. So I have an Instagram. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, tell them where they can follow you at. You can follow me at Lace Face Lacy. Lacy is L A C I. 
So it's at Lace Face Lacey on Instagram. And I, okay. I just hope uh, thought my thoughts <laughs> sometimes. So. Okay. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in, and you have made this an awesome, awesome ride for me. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Every single Tuesday. And we'll be on iTunes. Also, the show after next, you will be able to purchase all the show's CD. So y'all make sure y'all come and support and buy season one of Real Talk with Robert Simmons. This has been a blessing and a great afternoon. May God bless you and keep you. Oh, before I forget, before I forget, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to do a shout-out to a very, very uh, special person. <clears throat> it's an author of, of a book. Remember we did a show um, on infidelity. Infidelity? Which, by the way, infidelity, yeah, which ended up being my highest rating show. So y'all love drama. <laughs> <laughs> they love they love they love drama. So um you know I, I don't I don't know. But um she she has a she has a book uh called What What Do You Value More uh Than Happiness? And uh, her name is Alicia Shine and you guys make sure you check that out. We're actually gonna have her on the show one day, um, within the next maybe weeks to come because we're gonna have to revisit an issue. Because we weren't able to take everybody's phone calls and things at night, and there were, there were some angry people and some happy people. And we, you know, we all have, um, you know, issues when it comes to relationships. So make sure you guys go check it out. Just go Google Alicia Shine. That's A L I C I A S H I N E, and uh, you know, check her out and things like that. All right. Also, shout out to Big City Barbers. Big City Barbers. Um, go check them out, Southside Boulevard. They are awesome with the haircuts. That's who keeps me looking good every week. So make sure you call my boy Chris Darius. You can follow. Um, if you go visit my Facebook page, I posted something up uh, with them. So make sure you guys check it out. Hey, thank you so much, Miss Wiggum, and thank all of you thank for you. tuning in tonight. God bless you. God keep you. It's been an awesome ride. Robert Sanders. Robert.